Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Schaap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends, all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. By MinnowsPlus.com. From baits to waiters, if it helps you catch a fish, they have it. And now, from the Short Grass, here is your host, Trey Shap. Welcome to another edition of From the Short Grass. I am Trey Shap. In this edition, we look back at an exciting week of college golf in Central Arkansas with the Little Rock Invitational at Chennault Country Club and the inaugural Jackson T. Stevens Cup at the Elotion Club. You will hear from the head coaches and individual winners of the Stevens Cup and from Jay Carrington of Little Rock Men's Golf as they defended their win last year this year at the Little Rock Invitational. Minnows Plus is your one-stop shop for all your fishing and hunting needs. Right now, check out the Reveal Cellular Camera from TactCam, and you can find it on the web at minnowsplus.com. This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. Trey asked me to sponsor a show for another few months. Even though I don't like golf, I do like his show. I have no idea how he gets the awesome variety of guests on his show, but it is entertaining and informative even for a horrible golfer like myself. I'm learning a lot about the game and about the passion for playing. So much so, I've started using my country club for more than Sunday brunch. Trey makes golf interesting. I make auctions interesting. For auctions, listen to me. For golf, listen to Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. Minnows Plus is your local source for live bait and live well supplies. They carry the entire line of SureLife products, everything from better bait and finer shiner to no ammonia products to keep your bait and your catch thriving till you get back to the dock. They are the best source for all your private land ponds. Minnows Plus has fish food and pond fertilizer to keep your pond healthy and thriving all year long. If you own or run a bait and tackle shop and need to resupply, contact Minnows Plus and ask about their wholesale prices. Open to the public and walk-ins are welcome. Find them on the web at minnowsplus.com. The Little Rock Invitational at Chennault Country Club's Founders Course was dominated by the host institution, the Little Rock Trojans. They defended their 2020 title this year in a 17-shot victory over second-place finisher Lamar. On the tee is the head coach of the Little Rock Trojans, Jake Harrington. Jake, congratulations. You go back-to-back the Little Rock Invitational. How were your guys able to get it done this week? I mean, it helps when you have two guys leading the tournament. I mean, Anton and Magnus were playing great golf and, you know, it turned into an event with those two going after each other. Um, Anton's a special player. Magnus is a special player. When you have guys that are clicking at the same time, um, Anton's shooting 65 the same time that Magnus is shooting the 60s as well. It helps us make that jump and be able to defend. Last year, it was a down to the last hole, final putt even, to win over Arkansas State, a rival. This year, you were able to coast in a 17-shot victory. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, but, you know, once again, the scoreboard's a little deceiving because if you looked at it on the front nine through seven holes, we only had about a three-shot lead. Uh, we weren't playing good. We were five over. 
uh, we happened to flip the script on it and we ended up six under on the round. But yeah, that front nine wasn't very comfortable for me as a coach. So uh, the guys kicked it in gear, did a whole lot. I mean, a lot of different things happened out there. Marcel birdies five out of six holes on the backside. Um, and we, we closed great and that's what we pride ourselves on. And, um, that's what helped us get that victory over some great teams. Cause the front nine Boise state was starting to make a run and, you know, Lamar was playing good golf too. Did you have to kind of crack the whip on the guys? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I had to remind them where we were and, and just to take it easy because when you're at home, you have a five shot lead going into the, going into the last day. It was the exact position Arkansas State was in last year. They had five shots on us. So you can never be comfortable with that. So I just told the guys, this is your home course. Take it easy. Let the golf course come to you. Because at times when you're at home, you try to press too hard. And so these guys did a great job of giving themselves a lot of birdie putts. And we started capitalizing on those putts. One more tournament left in the fall. You get to go to the Bahamas uh, for some reason. Uh, I don't know where my plane ticket is, but uh, that's going to be a nice one to get out and go play. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a great way to cap the fall semester. We host out there in the Bahamas this year, and it'll be good for the guys, and it's going to be a great field. There's going to be a lot of – I mean, Ole Miss is eight in the country. We were paired with them the final round of regionals last year. East Tennessee State's a top 20 team, South Florida. I mean, there's a lot of really good teams out there, and so it'll be good for us to test ourselves against the best and, you know, obviously a great destination to finish the fall. Jake, good luck. Thanks. I appreciate it. In the inaugural Jackson T. Stevens Cup at the Elotion Club, both men and women's college teams competed for the coveted Stevens Cup. In the individual portion of the tournament, it took extra holes to determine the winners. Let's start with the ladies. On the tee from LSU, the women's individual champion, Ingrid Lindblad. Obviously winning the individual championship here at the first Jackson T. Stevens Cup was special, but then to back that up with a team title had to be extra special. Yeah, I mean, it's always special to have a team win and an individual then win. <laughs> Um, I'm just so proud of my teammates for um, getting those three points uh, really early. So I didn't have to play 17 and 18. What was it like out there this week? Um, I mean, this course is really tough. Uh, you really got to – I mean, there's no place to miss it. You can't – like, if you hit in the fairy bunker, um, it's pretty wide off the tee. But even if you hit it, like, in the fairy bunker, it's not easy shots. And around the greens, I really had trouble from the greenside bunkers. And, I mean, it's just really – tough around the greens <laughs> did you expect anything like this when you came to Arkansas I mean I've been to the blessings so I think fi I figured it could be like this but I feel this course is tougher than blessings um I played last year I played really good at blessings but um it's really tough the greens are I mean the greens this week were really quick winning the team title as you said though you'd trade the individual titles for the team titles and that's what a coach likes when they hear that team concept but Take me back to the individual title, and I know it was tough going up against a teammate there in the playoff. I mean, I was I was very proud of um, what what Carla did this week. Uh, she was close to winning last week, and then on 18th green, I really I was really hoping for her to get that up and down to make a par and actually win it. And then I thought we would split the title and just no playoff, but then she's like, "No, we're having a playoff," and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> um, but I'm very happy for her, and I'm really happy I'm really happy for our team as well. Now, on the tee from Arkansas, the men's individual champion, Mateo Fernandez de Oliveira. 
Mateo, obviously you didn't win the team competition here at the first Jackson T. Stevens Cup, but you won the individual competition. That has to feel good. Yeah, I, I'm still happy for your day, but uh, well, we just we just got done with the with the team one. It sucks to lose, but um, overall it was a great week. Um, I'm proud of the guys the way we fought today. Um, it was a good semester. We're looking forward for a good spring, and now it's time to rest a little bit and get ready for what's next. Obviously, you guys have been on a pretty hot streak, winning at the Blessings, winning at the SEC match play, and coming in here. You probably felt pretty good coming in to this one, didn't you? Yeah, we feel great. I feel I feel we, I feel great uh, as an for for myself, and I feel we feel great as a team as well. Um, I was hoping today to get the the win and get that streak going, but Notre Dame played great. Um, they're a great team as well. And they were better than us today, so we're going to work hard to, if we have to face them again in the future, get the win. Let's go back to the individual stroke play portion of this tournament. Walk me through those last playoff holes and, and how you were able to overcome. Number 10, I I think I played both both times pretty good. Um, the first time I had a really long putt, I just made two good putts, and then on the second hole I missed like a 10, 12 footer for birdie. I didn't hit my be- like the best putt, but still was a good birdie chance. And then going to 16, I knew I had to be aggressive with that pin, even though it was stacked on the back. Well, I, I went to the left bunker, and then from there I needed to make two shots somehow. And well, hopefully I put it like to 10 feet, and then made a good a good putt. Playing this Elotion Golf Club, you as a team get to play it more than others. But playing it in a tournament format, was it any different? Yeah, it was a whole different world. I was talking to Brent, the the head bro here at the Ocean, and we came here in September. And I and I I'm telling everyone the difference between the the day we came, that it was a normal day in the week, and and this and during the tournament it was like crazy the difference. The, the greens were so much better, so much faster. Uh, so much firm. Uh, the fairways were, everything was in its place and it couldn't be any better. Actually, I'm really thankful to Mr. Stevens and all the, the staff at the Ocean Club for putting on this, this event for all of us. After 54 holes of stroke play, the teams were seated for match play. Coming out on top on the men's side was the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, who defeated the Arkansas Razorbacks 4-1. to one. On the tee, the head coach of the Fighting Irish, John Hendrigan. Coach, congratulations. You win the inaugural Jackson T. Stevens Cup, and you did it over a home state favorite in the Arkansas Razorbacks. How does it feel? Yeah, it feels great, and it was tough out there with the home crowd. You know, we didn't hear too many claps for us, but uh, I think we could have a hole-in-one out there and not get a clap from the, the fans. So to uh, battle through it, and uh, really proud of the guys, you know, and we've, uh, we've just done so much over the years, you know, this team, and it's proud to be uh, at this point and, and play at a tournament like this and, you know, on national television, on the golf channel. Uh, it was just a phenomenal week and just proud of the team. What was it about the Elotion Club that seemed like it brought out the best in your guys? I think we prepared really well. Like we knew what we were going to get into with the slopey greens and the type of grass. Um, so we prepared at home quite a bit. Um, did a lot of uh, downhill putts, you know, 13 and on the stimp and things like that. So we, we prepared hard and, and the guys uh, were ready to go. What does it say about your guys? You jumped out to a huge lead on Monday and then you kind of went back a little bit on Tuesday, but then to come back in match play and really solidify that 
finish as number one as a team and then to win it all today? Yeah, that golf, this golf course will do it to you. It's, yeah. it's tough out there, so it wasn't easy. And uh, our guys, we have a saying that you just keep playing, you know, and uh, it didn't go our way uh, at times yesterday or today, but we just kept playing through it, and uh, we got a pretty tough team mentally, and our mindsets were in the right spot today. Um, and we were prepared to, you know, play at a pretty high level against a strong Arkansas team. How do you feel going into the spring? Obviously, off of a win, I would think you'd feel pretty good, but obviously trying to win a conference championship, and then obviously the goal is an NCAA championship in late May. Yeah, I think we're uh, trending in the direction that we want, and we've been doing that for the last few years, and this program has, has gone through so much in the last four years, and to see where we're at right now, and, and we just build momentum all fall. You know, we got a couple of wins now in and, and seconds and thirds, so we've uh, we've done well all fall, and, and these this team is – is amazing. They just never quit, you know, and uh, we could win a tournament and the next morning the guys are at the facility working hard again. So um, they're very, very determined and they're not happy with just, uh, you know, a couple wins here and there. They want to keep winning. Um, so I think it's going to be a nice off season that they're going to gain some momentum after this week. And, and I think uh, you're going to see a great spring for, uh, for the Irish. Having a collegiate tournament in this type of setting, what do you say to recruits and stuff that, hey, potentially you might be able to come back here in a couple of years? It doesn't get any better than this, you know, Mr. Stevens and what he did and, and being on Golf Channel and the golf course is phenomenal and the views, it doesn't get any better than this in, in college golf. So, um, and players, recruits, they come to Notre Dame for that. And our guys came there and, and came to Notre Dame and they, I sold them that in recruiting that you're going to play in some elite events and uh, and we're doing that. So uh, I think recruits see that. Um, they, they're they're going to see us on, on live TV, you know, today and, and the coverage again tonight. And uh, that's why they want to come to Notre Dame to play in events like this and and playing against some of the best teams in the country. Coach, good luck in the spring. Thanks so much. Appreciate your On time. the women's side, it was an all-SEC final as LSU was able to beat South Carolina 4-1. to On the tee, the head coach of the LSU Tigers, Garrett Runyon. Coach, congratulations. You win the women's division of the first Jackson T. Stevens Cup. What does it mean? Oh, it's, it's incredible. I mean, I know when I got the call for the invitation, um, I didn't know much about – I mean, I heard of a lotion club and heard of Mr. Stevens, but when they told me what they were doing, I said, in. I said, they go, well, let us know in a couple. I said, I'm in. And this exceeded our expectations, and I knew it was going to be pretty nice. And to, to be the first winner of the inaugural event is awesome. I mean, it's uh, it makes you want to play the next one again. Um, you know, it's, it's just it's, it's a great feeling for sure. When you looked at the teams that were going to be here, I mean, SEC loaded, but there were some other tough teams as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously the SEC teams in Arkansas, South Carolina, and Ole Miss, we, we see them a lot. We know they're good. Baylor traditionally has a really good team, and, and Virginia is a, is a – typically Rhea has a really good team there. So we knew um, – I mean, these greens were so fast that if we could eliminate the mistakes, we could, um, we could do well. But, um, yeah, I, I thought at the beginning of the week, any one of those six teams had a shot at winning. How do you prepare for a course and a tournament like this? Well, luckily for us, we had um, on our men's team was Connor Gaunt. Um, he's from Arkansas, and he had knowledge of the course. So he sat down with me, and he, he spent like an hour typing up some notes on each hole. And uh, we printed those out. We used them during the practice round. And uh, that really helped shorten the learning curve for us. So we, those notes were very helpful, and uh, I think that helped us tremendously. Um, we knew the greens would be fast and slopey, so we did as much lag putting and speed drills as we could. And we knew that you weren't going to go around this place without three putting. And if you could stay focused and patient and eliminate any big numbers, uh, you'd be near the top. And thankfully, we did that. What do you take away from this week here at the Elotion Club? You know, it was a great week. It was a championship style course. It was a tough course. And, you know, I, I took away that our team can handle 
a big atmosphere with the golf channel, a big course, a strong course where you have to step up and hit some golf shots. Um, you know, a lot of tournaments you can get away with a lot of stuff. Here you you couldn't take a playoff, couldn't take a playoff, and it's just a mental grind the whole way through, and our, our ladies were able to handle that. So, I mean, take, a, take away a lot of positives here. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Now, on the tee to recap, the Jackson T. Stevens Cup is the chairman, Warren Stevens. Mr. Stevens, wow, what a phenomenal first Jackson T. Stevens Cup. Well, thanks, Trey. Appreciate you being here. And, uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it was it was better than I even expected and uh, hoped for. And we, you know, helped by the best stretch of weather I can remember in a, in a long time for any event we have we have had at Elotion. So, yeah, it, it just was beyond, I think, anyone's expectations. And I've, I've seen some of the coverage that are on Golf Channel and to have the opportunity to show off Arkansas and people, I'm sure you've heard some of the announcers' comments and have what they had to say about the golf course, but also just about Arkansas and, and whatnot. I'm very, very pleased that we were able to do that here. You pulled it off. Um, unfortunately, the Razorbacks not able to win, uh, faced a, a very tough Notre Dame team. But in match play, anything can happen. Well, I think we saw that. I mean, uh, Segundo uh, Pinto was five down and then played 18 with the match all tied. Unfortunately, he lost on a heartbreaking horseshoe putt. But Notre, Notre Dame played great all week, and, and, and they deserved to win. You know, they were the only team in the 54 holes that was under par collectively as a team. And they had, and in the individual competition, they were one, tied for one, two, and four. It's pretty impressive. Hats off to Notre Dame. They, they, they played great. And uh, I know they've, I was talking to Coach Runyon a little bit. It's been a uh, work in progress for, for a while, but I'm just, uh, I'm glad to, they were able to come and glad to have them here and we're you know they're certainly uh have a chance to defend next year as will the um, lsu women speaking of lsu women an all sec final unfortunately again the arkansas razorbacks just barely missed getting into that championship match what did you see from the women this week well i've said this for a long time i actually enjoy watching the women both these amateurs and in the LPGA pros swing uh, more than I do the men because I have nothing in common with the men. I mean, I, I, I don't understand what they're doing, and I sure can't swing that hard. The women are swinging hard, too. It just doesn't look like it. What great players, you know, again, and they're from all over the world. And uh, I think that's one of the great things about where collegiate golf is, is going, where it is now, where it's headed. I mean, all the great players around the world want to come play collegiate golf in the United States. I hope going forward one of the reasons will continue to be because you get to go to places like this and play and not only get to play medal play, which is important for their individual rankings, but, but have a match play, which apparently they don't get to do, which I didn't really know till one of the coaches said that. So I'm very hopeful that this will become a staple for the collegiate game, and I'm pretty sure it will. I mean, we're getting calls from coaches that want to get in. The lady that shot 69 what a round of golf from where she started to where she finished her round here at the Elotion club spectacular nothing but it was just absolutely spectacular and i'm so happy for her um she i didn't get to see any of i've seen it on video but i didn't get to see any of it live and i so wish i had um but she was talking to mark brazel uh one of our 
tournament directors and he lives in Greensboro and he knows her and he said well, what did you learn this week and she said well I don't need to be nervous and I th and I can play and and he said yes you absolutely can play and you know to go from 84 to 81 to 69 and to birdie 14 16 17 and 18 uh, let me tell you that just doesn't that just doesn't happen uh, out here I mean you couldn't pick a tougher stretch of holes to say, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna birdie, I'm gonna birdie four out of the last five holes. It's, 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 it's a brutal stretch. Congratulations on a great event. Well, thanks, Trey. I really, really appreciate it. On Thursday, November 11th, Blackman Auctions will have the Sandman Estate Auction. Backhoe, forklifts, scrap bins, and so much more will be up for auction. For more information, go to BlackmanAuctions.com. Minnows Plus is your local source for live bait and live well supplies. They carry the entire line of SureLife products, everything from better bait and finer shiner to no ammonia products to keep your bait and your catch thriving till you get back to the dock. They are the best source for all your private land ponds. Minnows Plus has fish food and pond fertilizer to keep your pond healthy and thriving all year long. If you own or run a bait and tackle shop and need to resupply, contact Minnows Plus and ask about their wholesale prices. Open to the public and walk-ins are welcome. Find them on the web at MinnowsPlus.com. This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. Trey asked me to sponsor a show for another few months. Even though I don't like golf, I do like his show. I have no idea how he gets the awesome variety of guests on his show, but it is entertaining and informative even for a horrible golfer like myself. I'm learning a lot about the game and about the passion for playing. So much so, I've started using my country club for more than Sunday brunch. Trey makes golf interesting. I make auctions interesting. For auctions, listen to me. For golf, listen to Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. On the tee with our weekly rules segment, it's PGA Master Professional Adam Carney. Adam, this question is one that uh, mm, kind of interesting. Annika Sorenstein was playing in a tournament and hit a drive that came to rest near a fence, a boundary fence. Her ball was determined to be in bounds, though, and she thought she had a shot if she opened a gate that was part of that boundary fence. The rules official said she couldn't open it. But then the following day, the ruling was determined to be incorrect. Is this another one of those bad luck starts somewhere? Um, not really. And this is a great example of a ruling that I think even the most seasoned rules official would call in somebody himself for a second. I don't think I would make this call on my own. I'm not sure what I would have thought. And, and there's, there's a lot of moving parts to this ruling. So um, I hope I don't go too long here. But so under the circumstances of that competition, the actual posts were determined to be the boundary, not the fence that was attached to the post. However, they did determine that the fence was in and of itself integral, which means you don't get relief as a, as, from an immovable obstruction under those circumstances. I think the rules official was operating under the assumption that he knew the boundary. I mean, those mm -hmm. guys aren't out there sure. and not knowing what's defining a boundary. And he knew that the fence itself was, was integral. Now we run into the, the fence opening itself. It's not integral. There was a decision in the old rules book that, that talked about a barn on a golf course uh, where the player had, you know, an obstructed shot, couldn't play a stroke towards, towards the, the green because this barn was in the way. But if they opened the barn doors, they could play it through the barn and at the green. And the ruling was, yes, they could move those. 
So at that point, that was an, an immovable obstruction, but part of the obstruction was movable. So it was just uh, an illustration of the fact that a movable, an immovable obstruction ha- can have a movable element to it that can be moved. Interesting. You know, we kind of saw that with TIOs to temporary movable obstructions, cameras to where, hey, can we move the camera from this way to this way, you know, kind of turning it on it on it on that uh, tripod or whatever, and now it's not the way. So un- under the circumstances, that gate was not integral, and she did, and it was not defining a boundary, right? Right. The stakes it was attached to the stakes, were the defining post. the, the posts were, yeah. were defining the boundary, and so she was actually entitled to open that gate. Now let me say this about Annika Sorenstam: I've probably been to. I don't know, 12 to 15 rules of golf workshops where you take the, the rules exam. The only tour player I've ever seen at one of those is Annika Sorenstam. Annika is one of the great people that in golf that respects the rules as a player. And I'm not saying that other players don't respect the rules, but she understands them. So if, if someone were going to make that claim and actually be right, it would probably, it would be, probably be her. Uh, in fact, I never, I never, they don't share scores, but... Um, I'd heard through the grapevine she actually did score higher than 80 on the rules exam, uh, which does get you qualified to to work USGA events, not a US Open or US Amateur, but I think 85 gets you that. You know, PGA. Of Just America for those that might question your credentials here, what was your score? My high score on the exam was 99, six times I think something like that. Yeah, yeah, you're a master in the rules of golf. Yeah, well. They always put one question on that has two two answers. I always I had always argued with the USGA. Oh, I thought one. it was you couldn't sign, you didn't spell your name correctly. No, I got that one right. <laughs> I got that one wrong on the SATs. But, um, there's always there was always one or two questions on every exam where it's you know they hated people getting a hundred on of the course. exam. Of course, and I know tons of people that got a hundred, and it's it's like okay, it could be this or the, either one of these fit, and this works, and you know there'd be two or three questions on there. You're bound. And to that exam is not an open book exam, is it? Half of it. Half of it is. Okay. Half of it is. So the the, the in and in, in all actuality, the exam itself, the open book portion is typically much much harder than the closed book. But what I would do when I would take the exam is obviously you do the closed book first, and then I would go do the open book and answer every question I knew without opening the book. Because if you're going to sit down and you're going to open the book for all 50 of those questions, you're going to time out. So I would go through, and I would typically get down to 10 or 12 that I actually had to open the book for. And, and it was intentional. I mean, I'm not going to name names of the people that wrote the rules exams. I know who they were, knew them personally. And they knew. <laughs> they knew what questions were going to be there where you're going to have to open the book. And they knew which questions were going to be questioned. It could go either way. Um, you know, stuff that if you answered A and they think it's B, A would not make national news if it actually happened as an official made a wrong decision. So, but yeah, Annika was, was one of those people that, you know, she would, she would, this is back when she was playing mm-hmm. and she would be there and take rules t- tests. So the moral of the story on this one is it, it is a, it's a lengthy ruling. It's an intricate ruling. There are some local rules in effect there with the fence itself being an integral part of the golf course, which I would understand because, you know, you don't want them essentially getting relief from it's not defining a boundary, but, you know, it could be. So we take away the gray area. 
Um, I think that's a great example where, as a rules official, you call in a second. I can remember, I know we're running short on time here, 07 PGA Championship, Heinrich Stenson asked a question of Ed Horde, and Ed Horde was head golf professional at Athens Country Club in Georgia, one of the great, great rules officials in the PGA of America. Um, and he came up to, I was working with Ed on 18 at, at Southern Hills and Heinrich Stenson came up and wanted to know if, you know, Hey, if I ask where the cut line is, is that considered, you know, advice? You know, I wanted to go, well, no, you know, I knew the answer right away. And Ed Horde said, you know, let me check on that. And I'm thinking, really? Ed Horde needs to check on that. And he told me later, he said, look, even some of the, the easiest ones out there, it's always better to get it's a second. Sometimes the easiest ones, he said, how many times have you missed a question on a test somewhere and you just want to smack yourself because it was, you knew that. He said, you know, it just, it doesn't hurt just to get on the radio and say, hey, everybody agreement with me, this is not advice, and we move on. And I learned a very valuable lesson that day. And I think the um, official in this situation probably, probably learned one too. And if you note Annika's response to it, she was not upset. She was not mm-hmm. angry. You know, I think she said something like, well, you know what? You never get that one wrong again, will you? And neither will I. And I'll never hit it there again. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I, I, it's just one of those things. She she took it well, and uh, mistakes happen. And um, thankfully, it was somebody that, like Annika Sorenstam, that has such great respect for the for the game, the rules officials, the committee, and, and the people that are out there trying to, to make it fair for everybody. He's Adam Carney. I'm Trey Schapp. If you have a question on the rules of golf, send us an email, fromtheshortgrass at gmail.com. That will do it for this edition of From the Short Grass, and I leave you with this quote. If you are caught on a golf course during a storm and are afraid of lightning, hold up a one-iron. Even God can't hit a one-iron. That from Lee Trevino. Remember to repair your ball mark on the green and a couple of more, and I hope to see you from the short grass. You've been listening to From the Short Grass, a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf. From the Short Grass is brought to you by MinnowsPlus.com and Blackman Auctions. This has been a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network.